How is my faith and creativity connected? Welcome to the Infinite Mark Podcast. My name is Daniel. Pete over to my left here and Nathan down below. Nathan is my brother. He is in the army and he is in Oklahoma and he's joining us today for this special episode. Uh, Nathan, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, a big time fan, a fan of two weeks, three weeks, big time fan. Um, number one. <laughs> yeah, we got our number one fan here. Um, no, but but for, right off the bat, just want to say thank you to all the new subscribers that have subscribed to our channel. Uh, welcome to the conversation, the ongoing conversation that is uh, asking questions. Um, yeah, it's just fun to have you. It's fun to you're the first ones to join to hop on the bus, so uh, you'll you'll be you'll be the ones that can say you were there from the beginning. So yeah, continue to share this uh, this podcast and the videos because uh, we know you guys are. Share it around, and if you enjoy story, if you know anyone who enjoys storytelling or discussions or questions or just uh, you know having a good discussion, we appreciate it. Send it on over. So yeah. Pete, we've got a uh, we've got uh, faith and creativity today. Um, it's an interesting I, I, question. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I know everybody has a different background, so I'm curious to get your take on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just set the stage here so we can kind of head off in a direction and you guys can, you know, take it from there or, or share your perspective on this. So uh, for this podcast, I'm at, at least I'm not going to get inherently theological with this. We're not we're not talking about the specifics of religion. Um, it's more of a conversation around faith so what is what is where do you find your faith do you find it in religion which religion um how does it how does it orient you how does it motivate you and so we're kind of taking the discussion as the the basic principles of your faith or religion and how those kind of mix in with the creativity that that you enjoy whether it's storytelling filmmaking um i think that it's not a conversation that happens a lot um so so yeah, that's kind of how I'm going to approach this is more from a kind of a teller of stories and from a filmmaker and from a, just a person that has a, a, a very active imagination and how my faith kind of fits in with all of that, how it, how, to, how it pushes it forward, how it can kind of hold it back in different ways. So that's kind of where, where I'm going to go with this one. Nathan? Well, I... I found the question very interesting because I, when I, when you first like posed the question to me, I was thinking, what is my faith? Uh, and I, I think you could maybe define your faith as how you would react to something terrible happening to you. Just like any kind of adversity that is thrown at you and, and what you cling on, cling on to. Um, because I know that any time that I'm feeling just down in the dumps, my first instinct is I need to express myself. It's just how I've always been. And I think that's where a lot of creativity is seeded from. Um, it, it's from pain. And I think there's a direct connection between pain and, and wondering and asking questions. Everyone's like, why? They look up in the sky and they're just mad at the universe and they somehow feel this need to create something and express that pain they feel maybe to connect to other people. Um, 
but yeah, we just, we have this voice in us and it's a beautiful thing, but that's my first instinct. And it's, yeah, it's, it's slightly directed uh, to fate, fate, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Mm-hmm. Pete, what well, do, you do, do you adhere to a specific religion, Nathan? Um, well, I was raised Catholic. Uh, so there's probably a as lot we of... all were, I think. Yeah, yeah. All, all three of us were, I think. Oh, wow. Um, and so there's probably a lot of Catholic influence uh, in me today and what I believe. Um, but as I grow older and see more of the world, uh, I don't know, it's kind of it's a complex question. I think what is my faith is like, that's a whole nother um, podcast. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, well, the reason I ask is because I was, you know, if you were faith based, um, I would think that maybe the creativity that you get could be coming from a higher power, you know, you feel down in the dumps and you feel this need to create yourself because it brings you so much joy when you create yourself. So it could be mm. some type of, uh, you know, an urge that's, you know, being put, you're being pushed in the right direction by some type of higher power or, you know, it that's is pretty the, that, powerful. It's yeah. Really that, that's the, powerful. that's, that's the underlying question that kind of is going to motivate a lot of responses from, for myself. And I think as we move forward through this conversation is faith, faith is like, it's, it's a trust. It's not a blind trust. It's a, it's a reasonable, trust in in some sort of entity or power that you feel and and again there's so many definitions to it but i think even atheists have faith in something whether it's faith in themselves whether it's faith in the universe you know in general i think that we all do have faith in something we put our we put our faith in places and so for me personally i'm i'm christian and I was raised Catholic. I don't believe in man-made religious institutions. I believe in the Bible. And so I'm the quintessential Protestant. Um, but, but I think that, I think that I'll, just, I'll just go right at this question um, just to start here. Um, my faith is based on the Bible, of course, but moving past that in the abstract... I, whenever in relation to my creativity, there's a foundation of stories that we've been told. Okay. You can say that the original collection of short stories was the Bible, the large original collection of short stories that really dive into the morality of mankind is the Bible. But even beyond that, we've heard stories throughout time reflected in film and in literature that are all kind of have this hero's journey or this this typical you know humble beginnings reaching out into the world learning new things meeting new people spreading a message spreading an idea ultimately getting there being betrayed on the way finding new friends ex you know finding the limits of yourself and then reaching the mountaintop and then either sacrificing yourself and being reborn or just sacrificing yourself for the greater good that's typically how a lot of stories play out and i think that my creativity is is finds a lot of ground 
in those original stories. I don't go to the Bible when I think about a story. I don't go to religious texts when I'm thinking about a story, imagining things, but it's just built into us as humans having absorbed all these stories for thousands of years. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, the Bible is just a collection of, of short stories. It's, and, and storytelling can really shape culture. And I think that's why religion is important within a culture. And it doesn't have to be an institutional religion. It could be something that pushes people in the right direction morally, I guess. Uh, or, a, you know, one of our previous episodes was, is morality subjective? <laughs> so uh, I think that, you know, some religions in the name of God do unmoral things and unjust things. Hmm. But if, if there is a push to bring people into like a better society where people treat each other better and people have uh, some sense of like purpose because they're part of a community. And because maybe they think that after I die, if I do a good job in this life, then you know, I'm going to be able to go to heaven and live an, for an, all eternity and be happy. I'll finally be happy. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I, I think that that's, that's probably one of the main things that kind of pushed us into a cohesive society is, is religion and asking the question, like, what happens? Why are we here? What happens after we're gone? Because ever since humans have became conscious, that's probably been the question on uh, the biggest question on everybody's mind is where did we come from? Why are we here? And where do we go when we're gone? So does that make us, Nathan, does that make us creative? Like the, the, the questions of where do we go when we die? What makes me a good person? What makes me a bad person? Do you feel like those are inherently creative endeavors as you try and find the answer to those? Uh, well, I think uh, more creative people are probably more curious about those things. Um, I know I find myself at least like a hundred times a day thinking about what am I doing here? And I wake up in the morning and I think, what is my purpose? But but something kind of interesting, this is maybe a segue. Um, I used to film a lot of dance videos. I, I would mix like sci-fi elements into dance videos and I would collaborate a lot with this, with this one girl, Madeline, and she's a brilliant dancer. And anytime we would make something, it was just, it was such a beautiful experience. And one, one day we made a project and I, I told her, I was like, I feel like every time we make something, I feel less afraid of dying because I'm like, I don't know if I'm leaving something behind, uh, like I'm putting my mark out there, my infinite mark. Um, Ooh, plug available now. <laughs> well, it's been available, yeah. but on Amazon. <laughs> but I, I don't know what that is exactly, but I, I thought that was a beautiful thing. And she felt the same way. She was like, yeah, we just created something that was so cool. And, and she felt the same way in the sense that she's less afraid of death when she creates something. Um, just to tie the whole like concept of death and questioning what happens after life. And I, I, yeah, I would say creative, it is a creative thing to, to dive deep into the curiosity of, uh, of those really big questions. Hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, so I was raised Catholic and now I consider myself agnostic, but what I think where my mind first goes, the thing that I believe in, I guess the most, because I can't just give myself over to one ideology. Uh, I feel really similar to your experience, Nathan, that like, it's just kind of, I feel like something is there and something is guiding me. And I, I like to call it the muse because I read about it in that book over there, the war of art. Um, but the muse, like, so I think that maybe human beings consciousness is the universe experiencing itself. So in that sense, we should be able to experience all of our senses and, and creativity, I think, is the thing that drives innovation and the thing that drives us forward in, in, through evolution past just regular biological evolution. We asked, what if we could put something on this wheel and then it would go faster and then somebody invented it and then off we went. And every single invention after that it was a what if question. So I think that's the muse is maybe the universe talking through us. Okay. There, it, it is ooh. like a, it's, it's like a gift from God, almost your, your perspective. It's like, yeah, God in God, whatever yeah, that may yeah. be, I, you whatever know, we is, might, yeah. the entire universe might be a, a, just one atom inside of that makes up something else. You know, we might sometimes be part of I a multiverse. Could, yeah. Well, sometimes I wish I could, switch it off because sometimes yeah it feels like a gift but other times it's like this is a curse man like i just can't not think this way i just make connections <laughs> and patterns and i'm just like i just want to like just make this super colorful and saturated and sometimes it's it's an obsession and it's like ah it's like why can't but it I makes you feel good it? afterwards right yeah doesn't yeah. it make you feel accomplished it, it can also sometimes <laughs> it can also a lot of the times make you want more or leave you wanting more or make you feel like you didn't on to quite, the next or 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 you didn't quite hit that nail on the head and then you're always thinking about it. I, I want to tell a quick story and this is relevant because in regards to my faith and my creativity was right around 2017, uh, 2016. Oh, January, no, 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 January of 2017. Um, there was a lot of storms in Southern California. And this was a turning point in my faith, which in turn became a turning point in my creativity. <coughs> excuse me. And just my outlook on life in general. Me and my friend, um, <coughs> excuse me, I, we went on a hike um, in Southern California. Hike that we normally go on. His name's Matt and a good, a good friend from high school. And we typically would go out on this on this hike that we had always been on, and we decided to do it during a rainstorm. And I, we had our doubts, but we thought everything was going to be okay. But what ended up happening <coughs> is we got caught in a flash flood, and we come up over the over one of the hills on a. On a we were bushwhacking for a little bit. We were, we were going to make our way down to the trail that we normally go on, and. Um, we see it's getting dark <coughs> and there is this giant flash flood that is is growing and we're in this canyon and we can't go back the way we came because it's too slippery and there's a lot of rocks and so we're kind of stuck in this valley 
and the water's raising really quickly. Like every 30 minutes, it's going up another foot and we're standing there and we decided to call 911 because we, we weren't going to make it out of there and we quickly assessed that. Um, so we were kind of stuck, um, you know, feet deep, shin deep, knee deep, then waist deep in water just in the middle of the Santa Rosa Plateau down here in Southern California. And it, it became pretty dire pretty quickly and very, very scary, pitch black, raging water. We're in this canyon and we talked to some, some, some Coast Guard and some firefighters and they tell us that they're going to send a helicopter and that uh, we need to get to higher ground. So we had to climb a waterfall in the middle of the night, pitch black. And leading up to this, um, <coughs> leading up to this, me and my friend were sitting there and he's, he's a Christian as well. And so we're sitting there and we're thinking, man, this is really like the situation we assessed it for an hour. There was no escaping until we got lifted out. Maybe we could have climbed a tree, but, but as we're progressing, we're realizing how dire this situation is becoming. And we were praying the entire time. Um, asking to be protected, to make sure that we're safe. We're still actively trying to save ourselves, but but this is going on in our heads and we're saying it out loud. And there was about 20 minutes of silence. We were out there for about five hours and it was about 40 degrees soaking wet. It was getting pretty close to hypothermic, if not the beginning stages. And I remember um, being in that canyon in that water. And I remember... And I've been up that canyon many times. And I remember seeing seeing something from the perspective of something else quickly flying up the canyon. And I have my eyes closed and it's cold and I'm shivering. And I'm seeing, I'm feeling something flying up the canyon towards me. Like whoosh, whoosh, like all the way up the canyon very quickly coming towards me with my eyes closed and I'm seeing it from the perspective of whatever is coming towards me, flying up the canyon, like a half mile instantly, half mile instantly. And it just keeps coming at me, these waves of this feeling like something is right around the corner. And I, in my mind, you know, I feel like it was death in a way, like just quickly f rushing up the canyon towards me. And my friend was shivering really, really bad. And I'm sitting to myself like thinking, am I not equipped for this? Just mentally speaking, am I not equipped to contend with the ultimate looming thing, which is death ultimately. And, and so I feel this thing rushing up the Canyon towards me time and time again. And every time it like gets a little bit closer to me and I like, I have to break out of it because I felt like I was unprepared. I was, I was like, hold on me as a person, I'm totally unprepared for death. Not that I haven't done enough in my life, but my mind was not strong enough to like deal with that in the moment or something. I just felt inadequate, um, like a, like a deep amount of inadequacy of just as being a person. And I was like, this is a really weird feeling to have right now. Like not just am I insignificant, but I'm just inadequate. Like I don't, I don't know enough. I'm not useful enough. I'm not creative enough. I haven't created enough. What have I created? And so I we snapped out of it. We, we told the Coast Guard where we we're going to be. We climbed up this waterfall in the middle of the night. I still don't know how we did it. Did it water rushing, rushing down on us, freezing cold. <coughs> we can see this crazy flash flood. The helicopter comes, picks us up. 
and we flies us to the hospital. And um, after that moment, my mind changed entirely because every endeavor that I wanted to do, everything that I wanted to accomplish, I wanted to create things, make people smile, make people think, make people laugh, make people happy, make people you know, face their fears. I just wanted to be that person from that point on. And I changed entirely as a person after that, because my faith in God kind of revealed to me how inadequate I was and that I should probably start creating things, create a family, create a healthy marriage, create a book, create films, create something that would make me not feel as inadequate. So I think all of that, just to say that my creativity was enhanced by an experience that was death that was communicating to me that I was inadequate and that if I died in that moment, it would have been, I, I wouldn't have left much behind. So maybe, maybe our journeys, uh, motivate us to tell stories about those journeys and God, maybe God, the idea of God can get us through those journeys and maybe God is the ultimate creator because oh, hey <laughs> Sunday school 101 <laughs> yeah but when you think about it like that you know we're talking about creativity and how we're creating worlds when we create stories we're creating yeah, characters yeah. who have feelings and they're not real not to us but you know <laughs> Well, Where if you're did our product... creativity come from? But, you know, a great creator who created us. And if he made us in our image, like it says in the Bible, then w that makes much more sense why we're so willing to create, create virtual worlds, create uh, digital worlds, you know. And now, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I and I say <laughs> I say Sunday School 101, meaning like that is the like literally the like Genesis, like the beginning of the Bible is mm -hmm. like describing the great creation um, and we are made if you if you prescribe to that idea we are made in God's image so essentially we are a creation from a divine power and so just from a story perspective even if you are agnostic or atheist just from a story perspective that's a pretty cool story um, being the product of the ultimate like being a product of the ultimate creator and some of that and that creativity is just naturally baked into us um so distort this main question a little bit more do you think maybe creativity or or creating things can be your faith because when i like there's also another thing i want to mention when i go and watch a movie like i love going to the movie theaters alone so much like it's the best i don't have to think about anyone else i just sit down alone in the theater with my popcorn and I just, I close my eyes before the movie starts and I take a deep breath and I say, I'm gonna believe everything I see. And I just take it in completely alone. And I just accept whatever the artist is throwing at me. And, and it, it almost takes believing uh, if it's even a muscle to, to, it takes that to really understand and, uh, and imagine a world. Yeah, I'm, and especially if it's a well-made movie, uh, you know, the if it's very, 
if it draws you in, you're drawn to the characters, you're drawn to the story, it's, they're relatable, you can see yourself in the characters and in the choices that they make. I think that that really makes people just become drawn to these stories. And yeah, it's it's a powerful thing, storytelling. No, it's it's extremely powerful. And also at the same time, my faith, I, I, there's this idea and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's this idea that like either devout Christians or Catholics or just religious people in general have a hard time being future thinking, futuristic, you know, sci-fi being into aliens and space battles and all this other stuff. Like, why is that? So, well, faith is based off of like tradition. So, so yes, you know, you're doing you you're if you're if your faith is your identity and it's based within like deep rooted uh, generational tradition because that's how most faiths are passed down through through generations. Then you're going to be hesitant to change and the future and sci-fi and changing tech and AI and all of these new technologies that are changing every year. It's uh, it's scary to someone who who all they know is tradition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think that's exactly it. I think that it's the idea of what a religious person is and how they act and how they their mannerisms and what they believe would keep them from being able to think beyond the earth, you know, because that's maybe yeah for some may, people for some people I'm I'm saying that's the image I think that that can enter people's minds a lot. But personally, for me, I see zero reason why they're cannot be space missionaries <laughs> you know what i mean like I, I don't i don't know i don't know what would be the barrier for someone like me too who who really enjoys thinking about extraterrestrial life and looking to the stars and saying there must be something there and if we make it there that's awesome and let's expand as a species and technology and science and all this stuff so i have my gripes with all Mormon those things. mothership yeah, from that the would, expanse. That would be <laughs> so. But yeah, I just yeah. There's this idea that that a, a a faithful person, a religious person, can't also be in that circle in that realm. But I think there is definitely room for those perspectives, and I think that they might even be lacking to a degree that that per type of perspective, whether it be on. Well, I think NASA had recently gone to different priests or churches talking about how they think their congregation would react to extraterrestrial. I think that was a thing recently, but, but I think that there is room for, <laughs> for religious perspectives in the outer world, because I think just as much there as here, we need some sort of grounding, whether it be morally or storytelling, or I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I want to dispel that as a Christian who's totally okay with all this future tech and modern stuff and trying to work my way through it. I think that you can, you can do both. Do you think if there are intelligent uh, life forms out there, do you think they would believe in God? I don't know. The more technology that we get, the more we act like gods so and the more powerful we get the more we can change our environment and control act is energy the key word well yeah 
we we choose to control our environment instead of like embracing nature and the way that it is and i mean i'm grateful for that but also it's kind of disturbing <laughs> because well when you fly over los angeles or new york and you see just a you know especially new york you see upstate new york's full of trees and it's you know so beautiful and serene and you go up there and you know you can breathe and then you go into the city and it's like and loud and yeah <laughs> well i mean there's a lot of car exhaust there's a lot of noise exhausts so well and pollution. that 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 begs the question then the people in society that are ultimately creative that are creating large expansive industries and corporations and technologies where is their faith based in or what is their faith based in is it just in this ultimate expansion mode is it based in is their creativity and are their endeavors based in this um you know religious who who knows there's a, there's a lot to there's a lot to discover when it comes to people's motivations we don't really know what people's motivations are the the tech giants that that rule the world at the point at this point but well, yeah there is just everybody is just a product of their environment where they grew up where how they grew up where like where they came from the experiences that they've had um shaped them like for me i was i grew up catholic and i believed in god i was never super devout but i believed in god but like kind of abs more abstractly until i was in the marine corps and my life was just miserable i hated every second of it but you know i powered through and i did my time and during that time i realized that i'm not gonna allow myself to do something that i hate for the rest of my life just for money i i need to do something that i love something that i'm drawn to and that's when i really started my filmmaking career and my endeavor and you know that came from a terrible experience but it's something good came out of it so i wouldn't have changed it for for anything hmm. i always like to i always like to ask people i don't do it often but if the situation is ideal i always like to ask people you know, do you have faith in this? Do you have faith in that? Do you have faith in humanity? You know, do you have faith in, in this? Or do you have faith in me? Like, or if I'm trusting somebody, like, do you have faith in me? Like, do you trust me? Can we do this? I think that's always a really unique question to ask people because it's more than just, do you trust me? Or do you believe me? It's like, do you have faith in me? Do you have something beyond something that's maybe not tangible? Um, and I think that I, I think that the faith that somebody has, whatever they have it in something is going to change how creative they are or what they're creative towards. Nathan is a dancer. Nathan likes to turn the saturation wheel all the way up. He likes to turn the distortion all the way up. He likes to, he likes to do those things. His faith in whether it be just the creative process, it motivates him, it motivates him in a specific way to alter his art or alter his expression, which is essentially just a byproduct of his consciousness and what his fears are and what he enjoys and all those types of things. And Peter, you, you, you have this great way of, of formatting stories and making sure you hit the right notes at the right time. And, <laughs> and you've kept a lot of the stories that we've told on track and headed in a good direction and, and your faith and storytelling, you know, allows you to do those things. I think that 
everyone's faith in a in in something is in something larger than them or in something unknown to a degree you know my faith in god it's 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 unknown you know the stories that you tell you don't quite know them until they just happen nathan doesn't know how he's going to edit something until it's already edited in fact so it's like you work your way through the unknown with your faith and then ultimately you get this creative product as a result well, you know, to be the devil's advocate a little bit here, I think some of my creativity comes <laughs> from my lack of faith because I question everything. Here I can't adhere to one ideology I, I because, you know, I don't know anything about the world. So how, who's like, who am I to say that one religion is right over the other? I don't, I'm not drawn to one or, or another. I just, I th like the message that religions uh, inherently give, but I, but what was the first part you said again? You said you get your, your faith from what I you get my creativity know? from my lack of faith, because instead of just having faith that one truth, one, there is one truth, you know, there's one God, I'm like, uh, but maybe that's the wrong, you know, truth. Maybe it's this God, or maybe it's that God, or maybe we live in a simulation, <laughs> or maybe we live in a higher dimension and we don't realize it. And maybe, we're all just a hallucination, you know, who knows? It's, funny. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's funny. That's where it, a lot of my stories come from is that asking that, you know, asking it's real questions. It's funny because I get my creativity from my abundance of faith. <laughs> and so I think that that's, that's the beauty behind it is it's faith is still motivating you in its absence, hmm. you know, and, and, my abundance of faith is motivating me in its presence. So maybe my it's faith like that I, the, my faith that I don't know anything about what religion is right or what happens after I die or where we came from. My faith that I can't, you know, conform well, the, yeah, to one religion. Well, so that's it, yeah. That's faith. what, that's what you subscribe to is that, that unknown. Mm -hmm. But I, but I still find it interesting though, because Oh, I don't know. I, you know, that's just the dichotomy of, of creativity. And that's the, the beauty of, of, you know, the variety of, of mankind is, is where they derive their, their ideas from is from you. It's from a lack. And from me, it's from a, a have, um, but somehow we kind of arrive in the same place. Um, a lot of the times. Another interesting thing is I, I like to, usually when I'm in like the creative mode or I have an idea, I, I, I sort of like to create my own world. Um, I might go in with the, the God within you kind of thing. Um, I, I like, I know what I like. I, I, I love futuristic elements. I love, uh, bass music. Um, I love using color and, and I, I, sometimes I create when I'm bored even, um, and don't even have faith in mind. Uh, but I, I, I just want to like create my own world uh, with, with everything that I create. Like if I were to just surround myself with everything that I create, it's like my own little world and, and it's fun. I, I, I love it and I enjoy it. Sometimes faith isn't super involved, but 
I think most of my good art comes from probably a faith-based, but I don't know if that's interesting, the boredom thing to you guys. Like, do you ever just create just because you're like, oh, I got nothing better to do and I can just do this? <laughs> I think when I'm bored, my mind goes to a creative place. Like, if I don't have my phone on me, if I'm not like entertaining myself with like dumb, you know, something dumb on the internet, if I'm just laying in bed, I'm trying to go to bed and maybe I can't sleep and I'm feeling a little bit bored, my mind will just go to a story and, and you know, or an experience or a thought that I had. That's your inner you know, religious man. Maybe. Because I think that, I think that idle hands are the devil's work. And I think that if you are bored and have nothing to do, you're either the person that destroys things or create things. Hmm. Um, and so I think that if we revert to a place of storytelling and imagination, I think that that's a very ancient thing to do. Um, I think that I think that's the I think that's how a lot of great stories were developed were not a forced creative a forced creative process or well I say stories like not just like modern cinema but like you know literature throughout time even before movies you know a, a great journey that one is on or that has some, seen somebody you know partake in I think that if you're able to sit with nothing sit with your own thoughts and be able to develop a story in your own mind or your own world in your own mind. I think that's inherently, I think that is the echoes of God's creative process in a way. Um, I think that not, <clears throat> not doing anything and looking at your own hands and, and thinking in your own mind and saying, oh, there's no outside stimulation. Oh, there's... There's nothing that's coming towards me that I can manipulate. I'm just going to reach out and grab stuff and mix stuff up. <clears throat> that's destruction. That's not creation. Mm -hmm. um, that's creating chaos. That's not creating, you know, beauty and goodness. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's a really powerful thing if somebody can be alone and in their own mind go on a journey and create something beautiful. I think that's a, a good a very good thing for people to be able to do so that they don't drive themselves crazy. You know, I, you I will go crazy. I will literally, I will I think I'll explode <laughs> if I don't create. You'll explode if you don't yes, create. I will, I will explode. Like, Why? I think there's just like a, a bomb inside of me. And one of these days it's going to explode. No, I, it needs to be diffused. It just, it needs to be diffused. Yeah, it's probably uh, what I think about most. Like sometimes I like to ask people like, what is your like most common thought? Or, and, and some people have interesting answers, but my response to that question would be, um, well, when I go to sleep at night, I do listen to music a lot and I just like go into my own world and that is that is where I spend most of my time is just my own world. And if I have the opportunity to create um, my own world, whether it's in uh, 3D animation or like a, a cool video, then I want to invite people into that world. And I don't know, I'm just free tickets everywhere. Just like come 
because I, I love it. I love my little world that I, that I can create. I don't know what other people spend their time thinking about mostly, but that, that is what I love. And hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm the same way. I love creating things. Sometimes I'll be scrolling through Netflix for like 45 minutes, trying to find something to watch. And then eventually I just turn it off and open my computer and open up writer duet, which is the, the software I use to write screenplays. And I just start going through the screenplays that I'm working on. And it's more satisfying to create something than it is to just watch something that I've like seen a million times. Yeah. yeah. And also I'll add to that and say that, um, I need to be compelled by something. <coughs> I can't, um, if I'm like bored, like after work or something, I don't just pick up my camera and just like shoot something. I have to be like compelled by something. Like um, an idea. Like an idea or a calling or some sort of like, I, oh, I've got to do that. Like it just either snaps in my mind as an idea or something. But yeah, I have to be compelled to shoot something or film something. If And, and that, and that um, I don't like to, personally, I don't like just to create, just to create. I, everyone has their motivations. But for me, there's just this like, it's not right. The time's not right. It's not right yet. It's not, that's the things aren't aligning. I've got to have a reason to do it, the time to do it. And then, and then I'll get into it. I can't just like make a little video on my phone or something. I have to invest like a lot of time and energy into something, um, for me to feel like it's worthwhile. Um, also sometimes life can be boring and not interesting. Like sometimes you just, like the other day I made a to-do list and I like knocked it out before noon and I was just like, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes like life can, don't get me wrong. It can be beautiful and you can have experiences with people and, and reality can be just so eye-opening, but it's also your own reality that you can create can also be really eye-opening. I just, I, it, it might be escapism. I'm not like, sad and i want to like just like forget about reality it's not like that it's well, just a lot of people are though yeah and i think that's why well but i think what nathan is experiencing is that he just found what he was passionate about and everybody has that in them and not everybody finds what it is so they just kind of coast through life thinking like this is just life nathan was lucky enough to be introduced to filmmaking and uh, and have you know a phone and an Instagram and like an editing software and and uh, 3D rendering software. Like he has access to all these tools and he's able to express himself through it. Whereas maybe if he was born 60 years earlier, he would have just been like going to the factory again, hun. <laughs> yeah, but at you the know, same time, some people there's just a lot. don't ever find that. And and sometimes that that thing isn't creative. Sometimes it's you know filmmaking and cooking or building something but sometimes or creating a business and sometimes it's not creative i don't know i can't think of anything that's not creative well Maybe it is always like, creative I'm I, I i but a lot of people aren't given the chance to be creative nowadays um i think that there's so much intense competition for people's attention and time and money that I feel like there's a lot of people that would otherwise be creative, but because of what 
they're being shown and given and told to pursue, they can't fully express their creativity because they're too busy consuming other people's creative endeavors. I I know we talked briefly about video games and you know that's a good that's a good outlet for some people and 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 good times but what if and it sounds crazy because it's how m- most of us interact with our day whether we're watching you know <coughs> movies on streaming services or we're absorbing social media you know content but what if i stopped all of that and that's when my book was written is when I stopped all that, Peter, I know that you're not on social media. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there'd be other than other than this endeavor. No, I feel like there'd be more creative people if, if, if they were given a chance to be creative or a choice to be creative. But I just feel like people are so preoccupied with consuming that I feel like they're subdued a little bit in their own creativity. You know, they don't necessarily have the space to branch out because they're being boxed in to certain things. Yeah, it's not their fault. Also, sometimes I feel like we may not understand or connect or relate to some people's creativity. Like, I I have this, uh, this buddy of mine and he showed me some of his art and it was interesting. I was like, okay, okay. It was not i was like it's not really my style but at least he's doing something but but i i kind of shifted my perspective and i opened my mind and i really like tried to to just consume it try to love it and i and i was like wow this actually this is cool i think yeah another thing that's uh interesting is when i first got to my unit um uh everyone gathered around and my uh, one of my leaders, he was asking everybody like, "How is everyone doing?" Like, m- mental health stuff. Um, and 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 a lot of these guys are kind of depressed, and and they don't really know what to do with their time when they're like off. Like, some of them were just like flat out saying like, "I don't do anything," and like, I just sit on my phone, or and they were like being honest about it they were like saying that and I was just thinking to myself I was like damn like I I do feel lucky that I have my outlet that I have my passion and and sometimes I like to share that and and sometimes I I'll like uh, take one of my um, buddies and and he's actually like pretty one of my buddies he's pretty curious about it he's like dude how do you do such cool photos and like teach me some stuff and I'll try to like share my passion um but yeah maybe it, it takes a little bit of digging to find people's passions but i i also feel like it not everyone is creative i really do feel that i think it's like leadership almost you have to just be born with it you, you either like leading people or or you don't and, and yeah i I, th- I think it's a select few are well, truly creative if you're not talking about being artistically <clears throat> creative I think everyone does create something. But if you're just talking from in some sense, people are creating things. They just to exist is to create things as a byproduct. But I think artistically, I think artistically, yeah, there are people that that are just watching 
you know, and enjoying and consuming. Yeah, but Nathan is actively pulling people out of the matrix. Like, hey, like, do you have to do this in in between their hand and their face? Like, hey, hey, and they're like, whoa, where'd you come from? <laughs> I've been standing yeah, here the yeah. whole time. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. And yeah, like I said, yeah. who's to say? <laughs> If if who's to say that's like if smartphones didn't exist or social media or all these outlets, what would people be like? I, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but like people would build their own cabins. They maybe never painted a single thing in their life, wrote a single sentence of a short story or anything, but they built a cabin. That's creativity. Yeah. Right. If we're talking, if we're zeroing in on like film, literature, dance. Yeah, not everyone's there. But as you branch out a little bit, that creativity can be building, architecture, being mm -hmm. a construction worker, solving problems, being creative in that sense. Mm -hmm. In that sense, I think every healthy adult is creative. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Everyone has to solve problems in their life. Yeah, but if we're zeroing in on like painting, again, like painting, m things with mediums for entertainment or consumption or expression... Yeah, I think it I think there is I think it is just a select few. Not that anybody's imagination is any less creative, but and, it's and just yeah. It is a select few and it's the environment too. Like I I, I went to a, a charter school and it was filled with a bunch of just weird kids and and it was amazing. And yeah, it's 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 just it's your environment. And I mean you're my brother and you've always shared your stories and I've I was just like imagining everything and fell in love with the stories yeah what did you do to me i remember when when i was a kid yes when i yes. was a kid you you told me this story about i can tell it again robot, right now about a robot <laughs> running down the street shooting lasers out of its Dude. eyes killing people Dude, and i it, he instantly started crying peter he might have been like six or seven that's awesome and and i was telling him this story i was like nathan imagine you're walking up bending oak which is where we <laughs> used to live and i was like you're alone you're in the middle of the street and up at the top of the street you just see this silver robot standing there and i said and then the robot starts running at you full speed shooting lasers out of its eyes blowing up houses and blowing people's cars up and killing people it's running for you nathan it's gonna get you and he instantly was like bah! i just started crying because i trauma. painted this picture just instant trauma and i <coughs> i don't know why i did that but i did it and that's when i knew storytelling was powerful <laughs> <laughs> you can make kids cry um yeah no, but 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 I, well, I that would that went to goes to show that he had a like a really vivid imagination because he could picture exactly. everything that you were explaining to him. Whereas kids nowadays, you know, one of the doctors uh, in the NICU when my daughter was born, he told me a story that he adopted uh, a girl and she was, you know, a little bit older. She was like eight and. So she had already been raised on like smartphones and tablets and stuff. And she didn't have a, uh, an imagination. He said, go play, you know, by yourself, go play. And she's like, what are you talking about play? Like, I need a tablet. I need something. And he had to like kind of train her, like retrain her to have an imagination. So he would like play with her, like 
perfect games example. and he he had yeah well he had to do that in, in order to like wean her off of this addictive technology that prevents people from having this creative thoughts when they're kids and then if they don't you know if they never have this imagination when they're kids maybe they're not creative when they're adults well so. let's let's segue i want to finish with this i know we're getting close to an hour but let's finish with this let's talk about the dark side of creativity for a moment because we talked about oh, yeah our faith in create our faith in relation to creativity um how we what motivates us what drives us what gets us to ask questions but, but just kind of where that trust is placed in order to allow us the space to have that imagination but just for a moment let's imagine a world that exists and we live in it where evil people with evil intentions are very creative. People with hurt and pain in their heart are very, very good at making things that other people enjoy. Yeah, that's true. Okay? <clears throat> Not saying that that exists, which it does in a way, but maybe, but who knows, right? So, so how can creativity in the wrong hands. What does creativity in the wrong hands look like? Hitler. Very creative people. Hitler. I can think the, of a lot the, of ways. Before the gas chambers, and sorry, everybody, this is just some history. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This is this is World War II history. Before the gas chambers, uh, the Nazi soldiers had to shoot their prisoners and it started getting to them mentally. So Hitler came up with an idea or maybe one of his right hand men came up with the idea, but somebody had to be really creative to say, well, instead of shooting them point blank, we'll put them in a room and have them just push a button. That way we're separating the, the deaths and it's not gonna affect them psychologically as much. And then that's what they did. It was more effective that way too. And so this was all co coming from somebody who was a problem solver, somebody who's like, hmm, let's get creative here. How do we solve this problem? And that person was an evil person. So yes, I think that is a is a good example of creativity <laughs> in the wrong hands. Okay. I'll add this one. Sorry, YouTube. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can say gas chamber. Um here, I'll add this one. Film and books that are not a product of, I don't want to say like typical stories, but films and books that are propaganda, okay? Using the medium of art to convey either a hurtful message, a political message, a message of division, and something that is maybe even uninspiring. So I would say that we've seen them throughout history. Sometimes propaganda exists and you don't even know it exists. And that's good propaganda. But I think that evil people with the ability to make movies and write books that can, that can in an unnatural and forceful way, change the way a society thinks and feels about themselves or others, I think can be very damaging. And also it can be kind of a silent killer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I <clears throat> like we could be watching movies, enjoying stories and using platforms that we don't know are inherently separating us or dividing us or making us change the way we think to a degree. So I think that that can be creativity gone awry and creativity from <clears throat> not a place of good intentions, which yeah. if you listen to our last podcast is tech technology killing us, or I'm sorry, no, are we alone in the universe? Uh, we developed a story kind of on this, you know, good intentions towards the end there, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's creativity with good intentions versus creativity with corrupt um personal ideology has gone too far so i think that you know being on the lookout for that and being aware that there is extremely creative people out there that can create things whether it's ipads that aren't inherently bad but can be used incorrectly you know if 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 obsessed about so i don't know i just think that that that's also something to think about creativity in the wrong hands but um, anyways, I think that was a good conversation. Yeah. I mean, we veered <laughs> off, of, off of faith a little bit and we kind of went on a little we tangent. Did. But, but we did. You know. Final thoughts? I, hmm. Faith, well, creativity. I did want to um, announce that we were going to post another, another yeah. short film. So... Uh, a few years back, I made a short film called 0311, and Nathan actually was the cinematographer on that film. And um, it doesn't have to do with faith, but it has to ha- has to do with good faith towards other human beings and not judging a book by their cover. And um, so it's an interesting film, and I thought about it because of my experience uh, in the Marine Corps, and I thought about how how did I come to the decision to join the Marine Corps it was because I wanted to help people and I wanted to do my part. And so this is kind of my reiteration of that. So go check it out. If you're interested, it's in the short films playlist. Cool. Cool. Nathan, any final thoughts on this topic? Um, have faith and stay creative. That's, that's all that that'll get you through anything yeah yeah i i will second that i think if you don't feel like your faith is anywhere or in anything find something to put it in find some even if it's just a little bit find somewhere to put it because it's extremely powerful and if it's used properly it can do great things um and if it's used improperly of course as we know you can be extremely destructive as a creative person so just also you're probably more creative than you think sometimes it takes like a leap of faith to yeah. to reach for that uh creativeness in you and that's why it's called a leap of faith because you're you're leaping with your faith yeah. um and if it's not just take a take a leap you know there's got to be some something catching you or guiding you in that process so faith is definitely that thing um yeah just wanted to reiterate thanks for everyone uh who's subscribed uh peter what's the instagram uh at 
Infinite Mark Studios. At Infinite Mark Studios. Yeah, on all uh, social media handles. And uh, yep. subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Nathan, thanks for, for tagging along on this one.